Good morning and welcome to another episode of Chamber Files, the podcast for the downtown Des Moines Chamber of Commerce, the ACCE Chamber of the Year, and that's Chamber Files, spelled with a PH, like pharmacy, where our producer Calvin Bierman picks up heavy medication when he knows he has to hang out with me. Oh, wow, Sid, I see your voice in colors. <laughs> uh, today, I'm really excited about this podcast. Uh, this'll be the best podcast ever. I've been rooting for this one. In fact, it'll leave you wanting more. Say hello to my little friends. They don't want no shrubs. I have Lori Hader and Kelly Riley from the Greater Des Moines Botanical Garden. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm sorry I started with some silly puns, but it was just... <laughs> The we botanical like garden just puns. felt like I needed them. to get these plant puns out of the way. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you've heard them all. So uh, why don't we start with the, each of you telling me a little bit about yourselves and how you ended up at the Des Moines Botanical Garden. Sure. So I'm Kelly Riley. I'm the director of marketing. And I came to the garden about two and a half years ago, um, really by way of um, being a garden writer and knowing about how to communicate to gardeners and people that are interested in gardening. Um, and it's been, it's been a great experience so far. And Lori? My name is Lori Hader, and I am a venue and events coordinator at the Botanical Garden. I've been there about two years, and I ended up there, I think, just because I don't like winter, and the Botanical Garden is a great place to be year-round. <laughs> <laughs> and it's climate controlled. You never it have is. to deal with the rest of us. Uh, it's perfect. It's a beautiful dome sitting right on the river. Uh, guys, tell me about the history of the Botanical Garden. Sure. So we just celebrated our 40th birthday wow. this past December um, since we first opened. Um, we have been a nonprofit for about the last six years. And during that time, we've undergone a really extensive expansion, um, renovation, so we now actually have about seven acres of gardens, including indoor and outdoor, um, as well as a number of renovated rental spaces as well. Awesome. And uh, you said 40 years ago, and you've been a nonprofit six years yes. in the making. So how did it come to be? And like, what was the whole point of putting it up together? And how did it transition to what it is now? <clears throat> sure. So it was a city managed organization um, for the first chapter. Um, and came to the point where um, in order to continue, you know, thriving and growing, it needed a different operational model. And so nonprofit was the answer. Um, and it's been um, a really exciting time of, of growth and expansion ever since. Awesome. And, you know, for, for a place like Des Moines, which is somewhat you can't see a plant for a few months this time of year. It's a nice place to just go in. And we've had a podcast here with uh, somebody talking about the therapeutic benefit of plants and being surrounded by them. Uh, what are some of the things that you feel are the benefits of just being surrounded by plants all day? Oh, wow. It's peaceful. It's a very peaceful environment, uh, energi energizing, um, just good, clean air, just to breathe in that, that fresh air and you know, plants produce a lot of oxygen. Right. So it's just, and, and just the beauty of the garden as well. Yeah, you breathe, you guys are probably breathing in the cleanest air in Des Moines right now. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. So now talk to me about your average, uh, the people who visit the uh, Botanical Garden, what's your average uh, visitor, look like what's the demographic and how many people visit and what do they come there for? 
Sure. So we welcome about 140,000 people a year, um, really from all walks of life, all backgrounds, whether it's um, our members who are coming to see us on a weekly basis, um, a mom with kiddos who is just looking for a place for them to burn off some energy or to take a class, um, people who are lifelong learners who want to take one of our workshops or programs, um, people who love live music. We have um, a winter concert series and a summer concert series, both that are very popular. Um, people who like to eat. We have Trellis, um, our wonderful on-site cafe that's open for lunch Tuesday through Sunday. Um, and really, it's we really want the garden to be a place for everyone. We really don't see it as you have to look a certain way, come from a certain zip code, um, have a certain background in order to you know appreciate the beauty of plants and and come and learn and understand how important they are to us too. We really think that it's our community's garden um, and it's it's for everybody. That's awesome. Uh, now, as far as uh, the place goes, you mentioned people coming in for lunch at Trellis and eating there. Uh, do they also uh, come in and rent places for corporate events and meetings or how does that work? Absolutely. We have a variety of spaces and options open for corporate clients, uh, special events like weddings. We do a lot of weddings year-round. Um, again, for for couples who may be visioning and a destination wedding, mm-hmm. but they just can't pull that off, the Botanical Garden is the great spot for a destination wedding. But we also have rental spaces for corporate retreats, meetings, conferences, special events of all kinds. Yeah, that makes complete sense because if I had a destination wedding and made my grandma fly to the rainforest, she'd be pretty upset. But this is the best of both worlds. <laughs> I kind of love it. Um, so now talk to me about uh, the educational aspect of the botanical garden. Sure. So we have um, a wide variety of classes. Um, if you want to come and get a vegetable gardening 101, all the way up to some really pretty advanced um, classes about how to make it more ecologically minded garden. We also have a lot of youth and family workshops. Um, so it's a great way to bond with your kids and help immerse them in the world of plants as well. Um, and another fun thing that we offer is botanical breaks. And so if you're having a meeting or a retreat at the garden, we'll actually come in and do um, a little interactive workshop with your meeting group. And people say it really energizes them. It kind of resets them for the day, gives them a little energy boost and, and just a fun way to kind of keep going for the rest of the day and tie in our mission a little bit with their meeting as well. That's awesome. So this seems like a very interactive experience with a lot of things you can do, eat, have meetings, walk around, get married. It's not just like, you know, I think some people may have the misconception like the botanical garden is like the zoo where you go in and just walk through it, but the plants don't move. But you know what I mean? Like there's so much more going on there. Exactly. And we we really don't want to be thought of as a plant museum, you know, where (laughs) things are off to the side. It's really a dynamic, ever-changing place. You know, whether you come once a week, once a month, once a year, it's going to be a different experience every single time. I love it. Now, obviously... A place like that with such a wide variety of plants, obviously, that don't grow in Iowa, which is why people get to experience them, probably takes up a lot of upkeep and experts to put the place together. Talk to me about some of those people. Sure. We have a really fabulous group of horticulturists and volunteers um, that help maintain all of our gardens from the parking lot when you pull in um, all the way to the back of our managed property. And um, they are 
all experts in their own right. We have people who are experts in, you know, succulents and cacti. People are experts in tropical plants. Um, people who are um, very knowledgeable about, you know, natives and roses. And it's a really fascinating, inspiring group of people to work with who are just so passionate and so knowledgeable about about the world of plants. I love it. So on that note, uh, I know it's like asking you to pick your favorite child, but if you two could please tell me your absolutely favorite plant at the Botanical Center, I need to know. Oh, gosh. Wow, that's a tough one. Um, I would say right now and over the past month, probably my favorite thing has been the amaryllis. Okay. We've had a variety of colors and different types of amaryllis throughout the conservatory and the gardener show house for our holiday display. Some of those are still blooming. A lot of them have kind of gone away. So I'd say right, but it's hard to pick, you know, pick and choose. I love them all. Yeah, of course. But everyone has that favorite child, let's be honest. So. <laughs> How about you, Kelly? Um, well, I am a big fan of September at the Botanical Garden. I like to say it's our best kept secret. You know, people think it's kind of the end of the growing season, but that's really when our garden comes into stride and really looks its best. Um, and I'm a huge fan of hydrangeas, and we have some really pretty um, late summer into fall hydrangeas that just look fabulous during that time frame. So that's probably my favorite. Awesome. And that's a good segue into the fact that like you mentioned, it's not a plant museum. And the way you're making it sound is like over the course of the year, the Botanical Center takes its own shape and things change, new plants. And so anytime you walk in and that's why you have members, you're going to have a different experience every time. And that's kind of cool. Um, now, t- you talked about the members. People can ha- be members of the Botanical Garden and come in and hang out. How about, uh, you mentioned some live music at the Botanical Garden. Can you uh, talk to me more about that? Is that open to the public? Do you have to, are there special days that happens? And how do you get to know about those? Yeah, so right now we are um, in our Botanical Blues season. And that is every Sunday, January through March from 2 to 4 p.m. It's a great way to come and experience some really incredible blues music, uh, warm up in the conservatory, have a nice relaxing Sunday afternoon with some food and drinks from Chalice. um, And that's just included with the cost of regular admission. So if you're a member, um, you have unlimited admission. So that's a great way to use your membership. Um, And then in the summertime, um, we have a summer concert series that's every Thursday evening. And it's a gorgeous way to be in the garden after um, our normal operating hours um, to spend a spend a nice warm evening in the sun and and just enjoy some great live music. I love it. And uh, Trellis, the restaurant you mentioned, open for lunch anytime because um, some of our listeners are always looking for new places to eat downtown. They may not know this place exists. It's not part of you don't have to buy an admission into the botanical center. You can just come enjoy the restaurant for a lunch. Right. You you can get a little sneak peek of the conservatory. And then it also overlooks the water garden, which is really beautiful. But they're open for lunch Tuesday through Sunday, 11 to 2. Um, and their menu changes every month, which is really fun, um, just based on what's what's fresh and what's in season. So there's always something new and fun to try at at Trellis as well. Do you think the plants at the Botanical Center get mad when they see someone eating a salad at Trellis? (laughs) (laughs) I doubt it. I think what, what those plants are probably thinking is, Wow, look at this. I can I can help with this great experience. <laughs> Good save, Lori. Good save. Guys, uh, uh, tell me more about what you guys want to get out there. Why do people 
need to start visiting the botanical garden. I feel like 140,000 is not enough. We need to at least double that this year. Let's talk about what they're going to do there. There's all kinds of things to do there. And and you're right, 140,000 isn't enough. We're always welcoming anyone. And one thing that I, I think that we should mention as well is that we are also part of the Museums for All program. And what that means is that people who um, maybe feel as though they cannot afford the admission, they can come in and it's free admission with for up to four people any day of the week that we're open to the public, which is 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. All they have to do is bring in a SNAP card, EBT card, and a photo ID with them, and it's free admission. That's amazing, and it's accessible to everyone. I like that. It is. Um, it is. Now, as far as the Botanical Garden goes, uh, you have a wide variety of events, like we heard about. People come in all the time and get uh, to experience plants in its most amazing form. Uh, you can eat there. You can get married there. Uh, you can have your meetings there with work. Is there anything we missed uh, as far as uh, taking uh, the Botanical Garden experience to the next level? I think that uh, one one of my favorite places at the Botanical Garden that is often overlooked is the Gardener's Show House. Okay. And essentially, it is just one of our greenhouses, but it's the only greenhouse that is open to the public during our public hours. It's a great relaxing um, environment. We have a lot of orchids in there um, that are on display year-round. That's a great spot. Um, outdoors, during our summer months and into the fall, we also have a bonsai garden. And bonsais are thing are a type of plant or tree that many people don't know much about. And so that's always a neat experience as well. And I think the only other thing that I would mention that's coming up is on February 15th, Trellis Cafe is doing their Valentine's dinner. Ooh. Now remember, that's on the 15th, not the 14th. Uh, that's perfect. Of Fe- February. Come for the Valentine's dinner the day after Valentine's that's Day. That's right. That'll be your second date. <laughs> and on your third date, we get married at the Botanical Center. Perfect. This is perfect. It's perfect. And You're I meant right. Botanical Garden. I keep saying Botanical Center. I apologize for that. <laughs> um, you know, uh, where's the best place people can find information? Is it your website? Yes, absolutely. Our website is dmbotanicalgarden.com, and you can find everything there, um, including of our calendar of events, information about memberships, rentals, the trellis menu, basically everything we just talked about. And we're also really active on social media, so you can find us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Perfect. And you said you are a not-for-profit organization. We are. Uh, And is there other ways our listeners could potentially help? I mean, fundraising, obviously, is one of your goals. Mm -hmm. Are there any ways they can give some of their time? And what do you guys need as far as uh, volunteers go? Absolutely. We are always growing our volunteer um, base. Our volunteers help essentially every aspect of the organization. Um, So... If even if you're not a gardener, there's still a way for you to be a volunteer. So check our website. We have a lot of information there. Love it. Hey, guys, I really can't thank you enough for being here today. You guys have the most iconic building I feel in Des Moines. I can't think of a Des Moines skyline. We focus a lot on the tall buildings, but that's just beautiful. (laughs) But I think the true beauty is inside the place and people should come and visit it. So thank you for being here today and letting us know about it. I appreciate you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. This has been another episode of The Chamber Files, recorded here at the Des Moines Radio Group. Conveniently located right across from the Sculpture Garden in downtown Des Moines, 
We are joined by producer extraordinaire Calvin Beerman. And if you'd like to record your own podcast, they would hook you up with a wonderful studio just like this with amazing sound equipment and the ability to edit your podcast with a producer here like Calvin. If you'd like to do that and want more information, check out Des Moines Radio Group's website and contact Michael Hope. Thank you for listening. <laughs>